When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Next up on the Mutual Audio Network, fiction from our future. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. presents The Account, A Tale of the Waking World, The Snows Are Eternal, Part 1. Here come the bus, 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 here come the bus. Bus 17 to East Ling, all aboard, it's coming aboard. Get on the bus, 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 get on the bus. Will you get on the bus already? Thought you never asked, Turvey. The thought crossed my mind, believe me. And leave wayward travelers stranded in the exhaust fumes? What kind of bus driver would you be then, Turvey? One who likes to keep his sanity where he can still see it. So you're busing us to Eastling, huh? You might have taken notice of my cap and my position behind the driver's wheel. I do believe that fulfills the job description of a bus driver. Last time we saw you, you said you only did the east-west route. Well, I got a transfer, what can I tell you? It's a funny old business transportation. <laughs> it's like you can't get rid of us, Turvey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In fact, if one was suspicious, one might get the impression you were following us. <laughs> you might have that, wouldn't you? <laughs> In fact, if one were so inclined, one might think that perhaps someone was hiring you to keep tabs on us or something. <laughs> you could almost get that impression, but I guess in the universe of infinite complexity, any coincidence is possible. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. So we'll just get our stuff and put it in the bag as usual. Sounds good to me. And while he does that, I'm going to find the most comfortable and least funky smelling seats on the bus. Hey, pretty girl. Hmm? Before you do that, can I ask you a question? Turvy, we've been through a lot together. Don't you think it's about time we got on a first name basis with each other? No. No? No. I see. Try not to take it too personally. I'm not even on a first name basis with myself. No. Well, to each his own, I suppose. And to answer your question, yes. Yes what? Yes, I will leave Hanover, abandon this insane quest of his, run off with you and settle down to a life of passion, raising children, and or driving around in a van solving mysteries. So anyway, my question... Shoot, I thought I read you pretty good there for a second. Are you too sure you're good to travel right now? Well, the company gave us a clean bill of health on all levels, mental, physical, and psychic. You sure about that? I heard the two of you got pretty badly torn up. I'm quite young and resilient, thanks. And what about him? Well, what can I say? We went up against something incredibly powerful and dangerous... When the chips were down, he couldn't save me. Mm. But, by the same token, I couldn't save him either. So, I guess whatever's wrong, at least we're even. Mm. So you both feel wounded and guilty about it, is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. But, on the other hand, I'm more mentally trained to deal with that sort of failure. Mm. I mean, in Hanover's case, he's sort of new to this whole thing, and Mm. he's got this crushing weight of responsibility. And I think that's sort of driving up the whole sense of insecurity that he has. You don't say. Mm. And I see glimmers of hope that one day he'll be up to the task of this crushing responsibility... But quite frankly, most of the days I just think, ah, what a horrible, horrible burden for someone with such a low level of experience. Mm. Uh, Nero? Yes? Do you want your bags in the overhead, or do you want them under the seat? Uh, why don't you put the supply bag under the seat and put the bag with the clothing in in the overhead? Cool. Uh, by the way... Yes? You do realize I've been standing here the whole time listening to this conversation about me, right? What's your point? No point. I'll just be over in my seat. By the way, on the way over there, if you see my sense of pride lying anywhere on the floor, could you pick it up for me? Will do. Uh, Well, at least it's good to know the comedy routine hasn't changed all that much. All right, you two, get settled into your seats. I'm getting out of here. Next stop, Easling, City of the Eternal Snows. Oh, joy. Hi. Hi. Is this seat taken? I don't know. You'll have to squeeze in past my sense of insecurity. Hanover, you know I was kidding. I know... You wouldn't last a day in a van-solving mysteries. <laughs> you know me too well. So are you ready for a bus trip this time? Are you kidding me? After everything we just went through in Baylor, all the fights and all the weirdness and all the time we spent in the hospital? <laughs> I am totally ready for a change of scenery. We... Wait a minute, what do you mean this time? You don't do well on these trips. I do fine on these trips. You do not. You're always asking, are we there yet, in a whiny voice. So do you. Yes, but I have the common decency to wait at least a full day before I start. I'm lucky if you don't start in in the first half hour. Ha ha. Well, you don't have to worry about it this time, because I'm really excited to be on the road for once. Spent way too much time in that hospital, and I'm really looking forward to getting somewhere. That's good to know, and we'll see how that turns out. Yes, yes, we will. Later that afternoon... Are we there yet? Hanover, not 30 seconds has gone by since you said you weren't going to do that. Yeah, well, you're the one who made it sound like lots of time had passed. All right, I guess I'm to blame here, too. Let's just settle in and try to act like mature individuals for once in our relationship, okay? Okay. Still later, that same day... Are Are we we there there yet? If you two are going to do that this entire trip, I swear to God, I'm going to drive this bus right off a bridge. Sorry, Turvy, we're just a little excited, that's all. Just trying to burn off some of that nervous energy. Well, if you got so much friggin' energy, why don't you concentrate on whatever mission you're supposed to be going on once you reach Easling, for crying out loud. He's got us there. Yeah, but we don't even know what our mission is, or if we even have one once we get there. I mean, Rayburn was pretty sparse on details. He just wanted me to go to Easling because he wanted me to get some night training. Yes, but he did also mention that Ave Nova did have some sort of connection to Skyway. Yeah... I don't see how he expects me to get training and then chase down Ave Nova at the same time, though. I think Rayburn expects me to play detective this time. Oh. Well, that's good. That means you can track in all the best bars and restaurants, then. Well, duh. I've already got them marked off on the guidebook. You got the guidebook? Yeah. Oh, that's right. You've never been to Skyway, have you? No, this is a first for me, too. So, what do we need to know about the place? Well, I'm glad you asked. Eastling, the city of eternal snow. 
Colloquially, it's known as Skyway, and it is the Midlands' largest indoor city. Situated at the top of the Aldous Range mountain pass, it is buffeted by almost continuous blizzards. Hence the need to put everything indoors. Exactly. Built over 900 years ago by Kobolds as a military installation, it was decommissioned and then rebuilt as a trade city as a joint goblin-kobold venture after the ceasing of hostilities 500 years ago. Is that when they named it Eastling? No, it was known as Frost Spire Peak until the passage of the Non-Ridiculous Names Act 150 years ago. That was probably for the best. It was renamed Eastling after Tycho Eastling, a human civil engineer who introduced all the new designs, modern technologies, and architectural feats that turned it into the modern wonder that it is today. It's still a major business and trade center, but known principally today as a vacation destination for year-round winter sports enthusiasts. <laughs> wow, Eastling sounds... Cold? Yes, very. Well, not to worry. Most of it's indoors. I'm not a big winter person myself. My goblin history is a little bit rusty. Why were the goblins and kobolds in a war again? Well, kobolds then, well, even now, I suppose, were considered a bit... Xenophobic? Mmm, that's a bit harsh. Parochial is the word I think I'm looking for. It's not that they don't mix with other races, it's just that they don't do it very well. Not a lot of crossbreeding is what you're saying. Oh, these days it's much better, but back then, never. So why the war? Well, you know how when the road starts to connect worlds, it sort of does it in waves? Yeah, those are the ages of the worlds. Well, historically speaking, the first wave of peoples that connected are called the primary races. That's the dragons, the giants, the alundri. Etc., etc., yeah. And then the second wave came along a few thousand years later, and that's with the gnolls and the goblins. And the kobolds and the ogres and the bugbears, right. Yeah, okay. Well, as I said, kobolds didn't mix very well, and they weren't too crazy about other people on their lands either. A lot of meta-philosophers believe that the road may have connected to the kobolds' world just to give them a sense of perspective and or piss them off. Now, for some reason, they became completely obsessed with proving that the kobolds were the first of the secondary races. Ah, I thought the goblins were the first of the secondary races. We were. Not that that really mattered in the social scheme, but it did to them. This became a huge shouting match between the kobolds and the goblins. Neither side would back down because the kobolds had their point of pride, and the goblins... Well, we just like trouble, don't we? No. Yes, we do. Anyway, the kobold monarchies decided that not only were they the first of the second wave of species, but that somehow gave them the privilege to expand their territories without limits. So they declared the Aldous Range and its surrounding lowlands theirs. Unfortunately, the way the road merged the world, the lowlands of the Aldous Range were considered goblin territory. So the kobolds built Frostbire and sent in an army, and, and the goblins set up their fortress towns and sent in their own army. Thus the war. Well, more of a border dispute, really. Not that there were nasty battles, there were. It's just that it was kind of a stalemate. And in the end? In the end, the human race. What do you mean? The kobold royal families decided they wanted the lowlands, so they were going to do one major push. The goblins, realizing they might have a problem on their hands, asked any of the other races for help. And traditionally, what race gets along best with goblins? Why, that would be humans, wouldn't it? Exactly, one of the most notable of the third races, and at the time establishing themselves as a force to be reckoned with. Goblin and human unity has always been a huge inspiration to the peoples of the Midlands, and a lot of other races joined in as well. When the kobold forces came down the mountain, they found themselves staring at one of the largest volunteer armies in recorded history. So the kobold forces turned back, this had huge political ramifications, there was a major upheaval, a civil war, the monarchies were deposed, and the new government stepped in and thought the whole idea of kobold expansion was, well, kind of silly and pointless. So a few generations passed, bygones became bygones, and as an offering of peace to make sure something like this never happened again, the goblins and the kobolds decided to get together and rebuild the fortress into a city. Ah... One question, did it ever occur to anyone that building a really expensive city that was constantly under a blizzard was a bad idea? Skiing and hot chocolate had been invented by then. Now it all makes sense. Besides, no one's a fool here. The thing's always been indoors. Oh, thank God for that. I had this horrible vision in my head that all my night's training during this trip was going to take place on the side of a glacier. No one says it won't. <sighs> and even if it does, not to worry, this is a vacation hotspot. There are plenty of spas, pubs, and restaurants that we can utilize to take the edge off. Oh, cool. They're in the book. I've checked off the ones I want to go to. Oh, let's see. 
checked off all of them. Your point being? Rayburn's gonna love my expense report after this trip. Speaking of which, has he given you an itinerary? Well, the usual. We get there and check into our new hotel, which is a nice one this time. Yay. Then we go check in with the local Metadyne branch office, where my angelically infested but supposedly safer this time laptop is waiting for us. Yay? Yeah. And then, uh, I guess I go meet my instructor. And then you become a more powerful knight than ever. I hope so. The answer to that was supposed to be yes with enthusiasm. Sorry. Yes! Please get better at faking things, would you? I'm trying. And don't you dare get all maudlin on me. I want to enjoy this trip. All right, all right. I will do my best, I promise. You'd better. I mean it. I am psyched this time. Turvey, how long before we reach Eastling? Uh, about 23 hours. Yes! 23 hours. 23. You don't have to be psyched the whole time. Just save it for the end. All right, I will. But I can tell you one thing, Nero. I think good things are coming. That's what we thought then. Looking back now, I almost feel touched by how naive we were. We weren't prepared. But then, nothing could have prepared us for the disaster. The disaster that would break my poor sweet Hanover. Destroy him, shatter him utterly, and leave him a ball of neurosis, lying on the floor, wetting his skivvies and sucking his thumb. One that would leave me relatively unscathed and allow me to pursue my career as an entrepreneur, a publisher, and ultimately model and film star. How are you doing that thing with your voice, anyway? Oh, it's an app from my phone, see? Oh, yeah. Hey, let me try that. In a land of danger and intrigue, one handsome knight and one sexy squire will defy all odds to save a world that despised them both. Oh, sweet. It's got background music and everything. There is a bridge coming up in about one mile. Eastling Security, Director Laughlin speaking. Ah, Mr. Laughlin, this is Rayburn of the Metadyne Corporation calling. Mr. Rayburn, I assume this is in regards to the package of information that my security team sent you. Yes, most interesting. I'd like to verify a few things, just for the record. Certainly, Mr. Rayburn. According to the report here, this recording was made at a weather station on the side of one of the mountain passes one week ago. That is correct, sir. And you say it was found by a rescue operation. We lost communication with the weather operation post during a particularly bad blizzard. When my team arrived, they found the station in extreme disarray and seemingly abandoned. The station's three operators remain missing. Apart from the mess, there was no indication that anything had gone wrong. The only thing out of the ordinary was this recording they had made off the radio equipment. This is one week ago. You're absolutely sure of that. According to the digital timestamp, that's when the recording was made, sir. Hmm. Do you have an employee named Hanover Phillips, Mr. Rayburn? As a matter of fact, I do, Mr. Laughlin. And would you happen to have known his whereabouts one week ago? One week ago, Sir Hanover Phillips was convalescing in the city of Baylor. I can verify this. Forgive my skepticism, Mr. Rayburn, but I've dealt with corporations long enough to know that they have a somewhat flexible view of public information. If you want, Mr. Laughlin, I'll be happy to provide eyewitnesses with sworn affidavits, including myself. Legally binding, I'm sure. In any event, I would like for you to arrange for me to speak with Sir Hanover Phillips, if possible, Mr. Rayburn. Well, it's funny you should bring that up, Mr. Laughlin. It might interest you to know that approximately three weeks ago I arranged for Sir Hanover Phillips to spend some time in your good city, and in fact he is in transit currently and should be there within a day. Really? What an interesting coincidence, Mr. Rayburn. Mr. Laughlin, I'm going to send you a report of Sir Hanover Phillips' recent activities and an informational packet concerning an organization called Ave Nova. Hmm. After reading it, I think you may have to revise your definition of the word coincidence. Well then, I look forward to reading your report and to meeting your Sir Phillips. Good, and after you do read the report, may I just say that Metadyne and I look forward to working with you and your security team directly. Goodbye, Mr. Lawson. Mr. Rayburn.
much looking forward to talking to you, Sir Phillips. side of a mountain. I... There's... There's a huge glacier towering over me. Glacier. Uh, can you get me down from here? I'm really cold. Glacier. What? Another. The glacier. Tell me about the glacier. It's... What, what's to tell? It's ice. There's a big wall of ice. Are you absolutely sure? Yes, I'm sure. I... Wait. There's something inside of it. Stuff sticking out. It looks like there was a ruin here at some point. Ruin. Hang on. These aren't. These aren't old ruins. This is. There's modern girders in here. I can see stuff that looks like. Looks like part of a car or a truck or something. Oh. Hello? I think there are people in the ice. In the glacier? Yeah. I don't know. They're trapped. They're inside the ice. I... Why are they in the ice? What? Ice? There's a light. Light? I can see everything silhouetted inside the ice. Light? It's a light coming from inside the glacier. It's waiting. What's waiting? It's waiting. Waiting for what? Easy. Gotcha. Gotcha. You're all right. I think it will be. Wait a second. Here, drink drink this. Thank you. It's been a while since you woke up in a blind panic. We must really be back to work then. I guess so. What did you dream about? I don't know. Some, something in ice. Something trapped in a glacier trying to break out. Think it's a prophecy or a warning? To be honest, it felt more like a promise of some kind. Business as usual. Everything okay back there? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine, Turvey, thanks. If you say so. How long before we reach Eastling? Oh, about five more hours, Five? Maybe. Holy shit, how long was I asleep? About twelve hours. We even stopped and got food. Uh, we thought that would wake you up. No dice. And it's nighttime, too. Great, this is gonna throw my schedule all to hell. Probably. So five hours, does that mean we're in the mountains now? It's a clear night. Look out the window and see for yourself. Huh. Wow. Yeah. That is a lot of snow. Yeah, I bet you're glad we brought all that gear with you now, don't you? I'm just glad the heater and the bus work so well. Yeah, well, just hold that thought for a minute. I gotta pull over. Why? What's wrong, Turvey? Nothing. This is actually the opposite of everything wrong. Here, before we hit that tunnel, we got ourselves a scenic lookout. It's usually this place is so blanketed by blizzards you can't see nothing. Driven this route about a good 20, 30 times, but I've only seen what you're about to see once or twice. Come on. Should we get our coats on? Nah, we'll only be here for a minute. Take a look. Whoa. Holy wow. Yeah. There it is. Eastling. All lit up. 
None of the photos do that justice. No, not a bit. It's like a cross between an old cathedral and a modern skyline. Yeah, except the size of a whole city. Yeah, pretty amazing, huh? Like they shaved off the top of a mountain and put that in its place. But, the cool part... Now that's coming up right about now. What are we supposed to be looking at? Yeah, I thought you guys would be impressed by that. Where are they shooting them from? Well, these are all mountain passes, so there's a real danger of avalanches. They've got mortar cannons set up strategically all through the valley to take out the big shelves of ice and snow. But on clear nights like this, they use them to shoot off fireworks for the tourists. That is amazing. Thought you guys would like to see that before we spend too much time in the tunnel. Yeah. Whoa. That one wasn't a firework. What about that one? No. Those weren't percussion shells, either. Well, what are they shooting at, then? I don't know. Something's wrong. We better get back in the bus and head to the tunnel. Ah! Jesus! Don't they know there's people on the road up here? That wasn't a percussion mortar. That was the real thing. Thank God it wasn't a direct hit. Yeah. Well, it wasn't intended to be, was it? Turvy, that ice shelf above the road is coming loose. Yeah, it's kind of the point of an avalanche gun, isn't it? Head for the bus. That's gonna bury us pretty deep if it hits us. Not for a wash us down the mountain. Come on! Why don't they stop shooting? I don't know. You can go down and ask them if you want. Oh, boy. All right. Hold tight, both of you. I'm gonna gun this right for that tunnel. Stay away from the window. Come on. All right. Turvy, you better gun it. We got some big chunks coming down. I hear you. Come on, baby. You can make it. We're almost there. All right, everybody. Hang on tight! Grab something! You have been listening to The Account, A Tale of the Waking World, The Snows Are Eternal, Part 1. Written and performed by Kyan Chris Conroy as part of the Technical Difficulties podcast series. You can comment on this program over at techdiff.com. You can send a Gmail to me at techdiff at gmail.com or follow me over at Twitter at twitter.com slash techdiff. Also head over to techdiff.freeforums.org for the discussion panels. Back again next week with... The Snows Are Eternal, Part 2. Thank you for listening to Wednesday Wonders right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual Feeds, including Monday Matinee for classic live and theatrical audio plays, Tuesday Terrors for horror audio drama, Thursday Thrillers for action, adventure, mystery, and crime drama, Friday Follies, our end-of-the-week comedy series, Saturday Story Circle for kids and families alike, and Sunday Showcase, bringing you the very newest in audio releases for the week from our United Artists of Audio, right here on the Mutual Audio Network.
the Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together. <laughs>